TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Wow, Overnight America is hanging out for another hour live. And if you want to join the podcast, you can download that. Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook, you can get it there. I always like this time we spend together, and let's do it more often. Yeah, how about every night? Every night work for you? Yeah, every night works for me too, at least weeknights. There's a couple of food stories I want to get to before we get back into more serious things, and Chinese spies are certainly a serious thing with Democrat Congressman Eric Swalwell being at the uh, attention there. Josh Hawley, by the way, was on Tucker Carlson last night to discuss, and Tucker had some really good things to say about that. I also want to bring up Hunter Biden still um, being investigated. I don't know if people understood that his tax affairs were under federal investigation still. And Kevin Clayton's whole other story. We got one of those coming up later this hour, too. So three food stories. And let me just point out, Burger King thought they were you know, very creative here. And they said, you know, we noticed that people like to dip their French fries in our ice cream. So we're going to start offering French fries in our ice cream in its Singapore branches. They're going to try this out. So it's basically an ice cream sundae. And inside of this ice cream sundae are French fries. It looks like they put the French fries in first and then they do the soft serve ice cream inside. And then they put a little chocolate and maple syrup on it. And that is the dessert that is given. The fast food chain launched is called Mashed Up Fries after noticing guests ordering fries and Sunday separately and then dipping their fries into the dessert. Can I just say this honestly? Hasn't everyone dipped French fries into a Wendy's Frosty? I thought that's what the Wendy's Frosties were designed for. Perfect for fry dipping. And ever since Wendy's switched over to the like the sea salt, it's still pretty good. Not as good as the irregular salt. I don't know. People go crazy for it. I don't. But I still dip my fries into the Frosty. It's Always, always, always. And it's something that you pass on to your kids. One day you say, I want you to sit down and I'm going to teach you a little something. See that French fry? You can use it as a dip, right? Dip right into that uh, ice cream of yours. Oh, trust me, you'll like it. But it's weird to think it's inside. Wouldn't that get soggy-ish, kind of? Like you you think the, the warm fry that is salty combined with the cold sweetness of the ice cream that you combine at the time that you're about to eat is the way to do it. But what happens when you just leave it in there? Does the salt dissolve into the ice cream ahead of time? And is it cold? So you're eating a cold fry? No, you got to get it fresh, hot outside of it. You can't put the two together. Maybe I'm missing something here. But everyone has at least dipped a fry inside of an ice cream. I think that is a given. 
if you're one of those people who have not, then what kind of fancy privileged world do you live in? 314-436-7900. You know, some people put French fries on their burgers. I like doing that too. You can put fries in just about anything. I love a good French fry. Another food story I wanted to bring up. I don't know if you saw Costco is now selling a four pound cinnamon cake that comes wrapped with a bow. So that's like a perfect gift for someone. If you're really wondering what you can get someone and you're like, I don't know, they, they like everything, but maybe nothing at the same time. Cause you know, whatever you get them, they're not going to really enjoy Just get them food. Can you just get like here? Nice bouquet of bacon. No, Costco will be going through and offering up these chunks of cinnamon cake. And the way it looks from the outside is just a giant bunt cake. So it's apparently a cinnamon cake. They have the doilies on the bottom. It looks like powdered sugar up top. It's not that expensive, $12. I can come rolling in with one of these, and they probably would think I spent a lot of money on it. So from here on out, the only gifts I'm giving to people are Costco cinnamon cakes. Here you go. Hold on to this four pounder. Boom. Hand it right over. You're going to get at least that much value in sugar alone. Um, you know, for any friends that are children, like here, son, uh, you know, I, I sold all your toys. We ended up buying you this cinnamon cake instead. It looks like a perfect coffee cake, too. You have some friends over. Now that I'm talking about food, can I put this out here, too? Tell me, is there anything better than having no obligations in the world? You're on vacation or you're retired or whatever it is, and you go visit family or friends, and you're staying at their house, and what you're doing is at night drinking a cup of coffee. You think, oh, I never drink coffee at night. But since I'm on vacation or since I don't have anywhere to go and since I'm not going anywhere tomorrow and since I don't have to go to bed anytime soon, you sit at their kitchen table, you talk, you laugh, and you drink coffee. That is a perfect scenario for me. And there's always something about staying at a friend's house and then drinking coffee. It tastes better, doesn't it? You get the it's it doesn't matter if you get the cream or it doesn't matter if you get the sugar right or whatever you normally would do in your own home. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be the same that you would normally get it, and it's still perfect. I don't know how to explain it. There's got to be something psychological to it, but there is. it's just a perfect thing to sit at a table and drink coffee, especially on a holiday, you know, when it's a Christmas Eve and the kids are sleeping and you know they're going to have fun opening up the gifts in the morning and all the adults are sitting there talking. There's just something nice to it. Bring out some of that coffee cake. That's what that Costco Cinnamon cake would be perfect for. One more story of food for you. Starbucks helped a TikToker realize she had COVID. There's a lot of uh, things in there. If you don't know what TikTok is, it's something that mostly teenagers use and annoying teenagers use, essentially. I may be categorizing them a little broadly here, but I don't know if I've ever met someone that I would categorize as a TikToker and also someone that I would want to go out and have a dinner with. So it says here that they were putting these videos up online. TikTok is essentially a short form video app, normally for like 10 to 20 second videos, things like that. You can use it as reaction videos, you know, respond with a video. It's, it's essentially a video message app. And a lot of times it's teenagers that use this and they do stupid things. They say stupid things. They react to stupid things. They hurt themselves in a stupid way. That's basically TikTok in a nutshell. So apparently one of these TikTok people, the ones that use that app, a TikToker, is that how you would say it, was doing a taste test of a Starbucks drink, a new drink that just came on. And she said, oh, this will be great. My followers will love it. 
they will enjoy seeing this. Maybe I'll get a couple of likes off of it. So she described it as super sweet because an iced coffee beverage should be super sweet. They put a ton of syrup in those things. And she started to drink it and she said, oh, this is weird. It has no flavor. Why? Uh, why can't I taste this thing? I know they put about a truckload and a half of uh, sugar in it. I know that they put the syrup. They did this. There's no way. There's something wrong here. And all of a sudden, Starbucks steps in because, I don't know, maybe there's people on their team that pays attention to social media. And they're watching or whatever. Who knows? And all of a sudden, the comments start rolling in. The comments are, hey, uh, if you can't taste or smell, that's one of the signs, the symptoms, an early symptom of COVID. And as it turns out, she said, well, this is strange. Maybe I should go get tested. And she did have it. Loss of taste and smell could be a reason to get tested. And as this is almost like a PSA that they're putting out there. Not that uh, you'd have to go to Starbucks and intertwine the two, but it's just a good idea for it all. So keep that in mind. You never know who's listening. You never know who's watching. Maybe you don't know that's a symptom, but it actually works out pretty well. Um, hey, uh, before we go to break, let's go to Tyrone who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Uh, good morning, Ryan. Hello. Well, you know, the one night when you were talking to the DJ from Winnipeg, Right. And he yes. I don't I don't yeah, I don't know if he was you were you were talking about this on your show, but I, I, I tried to find his show and I found it. It was kinda hard to get, but I was able to hear it. And uh it the subject was uh stores that date you. Okay. <laughs> um now I don't have a computer at hand. My brothers have computers, not me. And uh I wanna know if you or your listeners ever heard of this department store. I could have swore it was nationwide and it was around for hundreds of years and and I believe it was based in St. Louis, and it, it was called May Company. Hmm. May Company. Good question. What Do you have memories of it? Uh, I, well, you know, I could have swore that I would see uh, flyers for it, you know, in the Sunday paper, you know, back in the day. And it was like, it was like mm -hmm. uh, Macy's and Dillard's, only it was called May Company, based in St. Louis, I believe. If anybody knows anything about that, I'd appreciate it. Okay, so I'm gonna. I looked it up real quick. There is a Wikipedia page on this thing. This is what the Wikipedia page says. And there's probably people that shop there that would know better. It said department store company, formerly headquartered in downtown St. Louis, founded in Colorado, moved to St. Louis in 1905. Um, founded. Let's see, defunct as of 2005. So wow, they were in business. Since 2000 and all the way to 2005, so they went 143 years basically. That's a well, long yeah, and way I remember, to be business. I remember their uh, their uh, uh, what's their logo? You know that they had on the front of their store. You know, like Macy's. Mm -hmm. I remember their logo. If I remember correctly, it was all white. You know, the letters were all white, and and um, you know, it was well, a kind of a. a the, the logo that they have at least showing on here is probably more recent, maybe their last logo before they closed the store. But it was an all-white background, and the lettering of May was in purple. Oh, okay. Yeah, they may have changed it over the years. See, I'm a lot older than you. You know, I'm, I'm 63 years young. Mm -hmm. So I remember it from the 60s and, and, the, and maybe the 70s. And, you know, when, all you, when you had all your big department stores and... 
Yeah, there's interesting mm-hmm. architecture on some of them that they're posting up on there. Well, all right. Well, thanks for remembering that. That's a good topic. It's funny that they were talking about something like that, dating yourself, remembering going in and shopping at some of these different places. I feel like for me, my generation always says blockbuster. Oh, you're old enough. If you uh, knew what it was like to go in and yeah, see, that's more a recent one. I, there was a lot of these old retail and department stores that were popular that I never really shopped at when I was a kid. So, yeah, well, uh, I mean, I'm just glad that it was, I'm glad it was in St. Louis. And I remember St. Louis used to have another large department store there. And I think it started, it started with a V. Mm, I'll have to look it up again. What was the one that was from scoop to nuts, the hardware store? Scoop to nuts. Oh gosh. It was the, I can't remember the name of it offhand. I'd have to go look it up real quick, but there was a very famous depart, uh, hardware store based out of St. Louis here. And that was part of their slogan from scoop to nuts. Ah, oh, what was, it? I'll find it. But Tyrone, thank you very much for calling in. Good okay, to hear from thank you. Thank you. If anyone can remember that, please. 314-436-7900. This is Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome back to Overnight America. So I know that a lot of people have memories of different places they went to that no longer are options to go to. And I do have that warm part of my heart of those little places like going into a Blockbuster. But can I just admit real quick, my parents never went to Blockbuster. We always went to these off-brand video rental places. My parents look at Blockbuster as an overpriced place. It was like rich people went to Blockbuster. That was what it was like. Rich people went to Blockbuster. We always went to the video club number five or whatever the place was called or uh, family video eventually. But yeah, no. Hey, what do you think? We're made of money here. We're not going to Blockbuster. Let's go to Richard, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Richard. Are you there? Oh, is it Carrie? Hi, Carrie. Are you there? Terry, yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay, I think we got the yeah. little mix-up there. How are you? <laughs> um, hey, uh, I'm just doing a follow-up on the man that called in a few minutes ago about the uh, make company. Right. What was your uh, follow-up? Oh, Carrie dropped. Okay, call back, Carrie. So uh, let me check real quick, Alex. Who do we have on the line here? Is Richard still here or not? Yeah, let's go to Richard. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Richard, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Go ahead. Yeah, that hardware store was Central Hardware from Scoop to Nuts. They had a big chain of hardware stores in the St. Louis area. Central Hardware. Uh, Central Hardware. Now, I have heard of them, and I couldn't think of it. Now, how long have they been out of business, would you think? Oh, maybe 20 years, maybe 25 years. Yeah, they went out of business quite a while back. Yeah, they used to have a little jingle with their their commercials. Central Hardware, Central Hardware. Yeah. And they would do scoop to nuts. That was like their their phrase that they would use for it. And and Um, that other department store that the gentleman was thinking of with a V, Scruggs, mm -hmm. Vandivert, and Barney. Scruggs, Vandivert, and Barney. That's a great one. Did you ever spend time at Central Hardware? Oh, yeah. Many a times with my dad and my grandmother, yeah, buying stuff. Yeah, that was a big thing. That was, that was yeah, like what? the first big box store before Lowe's and Home Depot. They were like a big yeah. box box store, hardware are, store, yeah. 
are they comparable to those? Uh, if I were to well, they, just try to get an I, understanding I would say they were of what comparable, it was like. but not near as big, not near as big, not near as big in volume and merchandise. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were big, but just not as big as a current day Menards. Yeah, and they had people that ran around with, with orange, uh, orange vest on. They called them the orange coated experts, and just like <laughs> people do at Lowe's and Home Depot now, yeah. you know, they run around with a, a colored shirt on. Yeah. Hey, do you remember the it. variety stores? Uh, F. W. Woolworth. S.S. Kresge's, Newberry's. You remember those? No. Woolworth is, the uh, you know, I know them by name, but I never shopped there. All those other ones I've never heard of. Yeah, they were like variety stores where you could buy uh, yarn or cheap toys, and they had like uh, lunch counters and stuff in them, you know, where you could get a, oh. you know, grilled cheese or a cup of coffee or a hot dog or a, oh, a Sunday like a or Kmart? something. Yeah. It sounds yeah, like a Kmart I, to I, me. I yeah. guess. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, Richard. Good to hear from you. Okay. Central Hardware. Hmm. I love the sound of that. Angie is calling in. Let's go to Angie. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, guys. Listen. Hello. I was gonna. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. I am. Um. Okay. Well, I'm old, so I sound free. But <laughs> hey, I got something. Um, Central Hardware was the answer, and um, the other part was maybe Kevin Colleen knows these two. Um, the guy just ahead of me said, uh, dime stores. That's what we called him. And it was, um, McCory's downtown by, mm -hmm. uh, S.S. Kresge. And I get a chocolate ice cream soda with white ice cream and a hot oh, dog. Yeah. Uh, but mm -hmm. in Baden, the big thing was we lived at, um, in Ethel and Wellston at the time. And once a week, We'd go, my mom and dad and me, and we'd go to Metzger's, only grocery store, um, way before Schnooks and that, and we'd get all the groceries and a case of beer, and that's that. Remember when that was a big deal to go to the grocery store? Now I dread it. But, yeah, five and dimes, my parents would call, like, little corner, small stores. Where you'd go into small towns, five and dimes. But that type of term, I don't think I've ever heard anyone under the age of 30 use. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have a clue. I'm 75, but that's what we called it, the dime store. Great. Thanks, Angie. Good to hear from you. Yeah, there was the, the only reason I know that term is because my parents had this small cabin in northern Michigan, and it was such a small little place. There was uh, one restaurant, which was more or less like a diner, but not quite. There was a gas station. There was a laundromat. There was a butcher shop and there was a grocery store and across the street, there was one other general store that we would go into. Sometimes it had wooden floors and it just had a bunch of random stuff. And I remember going in there, we'd, we'd go up there every summer for like a week or two, stay at the cabin. And we'd always go to the five and dime. My parents called it and I'd find a magazine or something I could read while I was at the cabin with nothing to do because you'd go into the real northern parts. There was no TV stations that you can get into the black and white TV that they had at the at the cabin, but they still had one just in case. And there wasn't a lot to do back then. No electronics, no radio to listen to up there. It was just you and nature and your family. Let's go to Big Al. Welcome to Overnight America. Merry Christmas, my man. Merry Christmas, indeed. Trump won, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to prove it. And I got the radio on, and Frankie's running around like there's rabbits on my kitchen table. So <laughs> I know it's your buddy. It's your buddy. 
but I Hound was a horse coated <laughs> expert. Oh, you were? You worked at Central Hardware? Expert. Yes, sir. And at Overland Dairy. Oh, that is so cool. Yep. Was that a fun place yep. to work? Yeah. Oh, well, I was in sporting goods and lawn and garden, but I wasn't really good. I was really good in sporting goods, but, you know, Mildred had come in and go, she had, she's got aphids on her begonias, and I tell her to use this, and next time she come in, she's like, it killed everything. I'm like, well, I didn't know. So I wasn't really good in lawn and garden as far as advice went. I just kind of winked it. So I threw a lot of miracle Girl at people, and that really worked. And then the good topsoil and stuff. So, But, you know, that's how it goes. And then I went to Overland Dairy, and uh, you've seen The Big Lebowski, right? Yes. Seen yeah, the movie seen The Big Lebowski. Well, we used to, we used to eat, we would take, at the uh, half-gallon ice cream rack, and we'd open up the bottom and eat about a fourth of it out and reseal it and then put it back <laughs> on the show. Oh, no, yeah. you wouldn't. And then when Dad would punch through, the kids would get blamed, but that's a whole other story. But, yeah. And then, and, then, and then I was a checker when I had to push the buttons. Oh, yeah, that's how old I am, right, mm-hmm. with the coupons. Old Mildred had come up and bust out the coupons. And I'd start out with $80, and I'd have to punch it in. And, you know, I wasn't good at math, so I kind of rounded a lot of things off, much to the <laughs> sure. store chagrin. But whenever there, was a, whenever there was a hot chick would come in, our manager would go, uh, we need a, a clean-up aisle seven, aisle seven, brunette, aisle seven. <laughs> we'd, all, we'd all run over there and say, you need any help? I'll reach that on <laughs> the course. top shelf. <laughs> With our little aprons on. So, yeah, yeah, I was an orange-coated expert in Overland Dairy. We threw a lot of milk out, and uh, we, we you had know a lot what it of sounds ice cream. Like we used to get in it... produce and have the heck of a fight with tangerines and, and peaches. Yep. We had it sounds like you were there. never uh, employee of the month. Well, no, I wasn't. But um, my drawer always ended up a little short, but... I wasn't real good at math, but I was really good at stocking shelves. Yeah. And then, oh, hold good. on, one more thing. We had Fago soda. Remember Fago? Oh, I love Fago, yeah. We had a 10-case ten, ten display of Fago, rack, and they weren't the best cases. They weren't like Pepsi, where you would set them up, you know. And, well, Blanche Cummings came in and decided she needed root beer off the third from the bottom tier. And pulled out the corner one, and you heard, whoosh. And she was standing in ankle deep Fago. Clean up aisle seven. Alan, please clean up aisle uh-huh. seven. I love Night it, Big Al. Thank you. Love you, man. Love you too, Big Al. And I always thought Fago was just a Michigan thing. I'm pretty sure it's a Michigan brand. So Fago is just built into everything and everything. I mean, when I grew up again, you never got the name brands like my parents. Like I told you, Blockbuster was for rich people. You don't go to Blockbuster. You go to like the second or third tier video rental places where you know their names. Right. And you're one of the only ones there, which is fine. But yeah, Fago is all we drank. We always have Fago moon mist. Oh, man. Three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. It's Overnight America KMOX. Look at all these text messages. It's amazing. You guys, when we talk about things like this, it's amazing 
there are uh, uh, nights where we can go where zero people will call in, and I wonder if anyone actually listens to the show. And then all of a sudden, someone has to remember, hey, who is the store that talked about scoops to nuts? Scoop to nuts. And then phone lines go crazy. Alex back in the studio is like, un- it was one phone call after another. Oh, Central Hardware. Central Hardware. Look at these text messages. Central Hardware from scoop to nuts. Central Hardware. Central Hardware. Ryan, this is Doug. The store that had everything from scoop to nuts was Central Hardware. One person also texted in. I think the caller was talking about famous bar department store. Its parent company was May Company. Okay, that's a good one. Name of the group of department stores your earlier caller was looking for. Venture. One person also texted in. Also, Cat's Drug Store and Rexall Drug Stores. When I go and try to put together some things for KMOX history and just put these specials together, I listened to the advertisements. And that's how I heard from Scoop to Nuts. I just couldn't remember what was the name of the business. And that Scoop to Nuts really stood out. What a great, great slogan. Seriously. 314-436-7900. We got a little bit of time left here. And I do want to play Kevin Klein's whole other story before we say goodnight. But let me just do this real quick because there is a Democratic senator by the name of Eric Swalwell. He was someone that ran for president. He was, I think, a mayor at one point when he first got into politics. He's in California. And this all plays into a Chinese national by the name of Christine Fang. Christine Fang, quote, targeted up and coming local politicians in the Bay Area and across the country had the potential to make it big on the national stage. Swalwell being included in this. There was a uh, probe into this and counterintelligence probe. Federal investigators became alarmed at her activities around 2015. They alerted Swalwell of their concerns. And as they found out that this woman was going around. She was also in sexual relationships with these politicians. She was out manipulating, including had connections with Eric Swalwell. So they asked the question, were you in a sexual relationship with this Chinese spy? He refuses to answer. So I think you can come to the conclusion of that one. The thing that's being pointed out very quickly with Swalwell is just how hypocritical he is, because all he was railing on was zero evidence that Donald Trump was connected to the Russians. And here he is getting connections to China. And it's very interesting, as Tucker Carlson points out about Swalwell, that a lot of his messaging during this time when he was with this Chinese spy uh, was very much in line with the Chinese propaganda messaging. So he was easily influenced by this person. Here, listen to uh, Tucker from last night. Another Democrat from the state of California, the state senior Democrat, Senator Dianne Feinstein, employed a Chinese spy in her office for nearly 20 years. That spy drove Feinstein around and directly assisted her in outreach to Asian American voters. Like the spy that Feinstein hired, Fung gained access to Eric Swalwell's office in Washington. U.S. officials say Fung managed to install an intern in Swalwell's office, almost certainly as a spy for the Chinese government. Now, we don't know the full extent of Fung's intelligence activities in this country. Eventually, she fled the U.S. for China while under FBI investigation. Swalwell claims he hasn't talked to her in years. We do know that in Eric Swalwell, the Chinese government picked a promising vehicle. Swalwell is one of the most high-profile members of Congress. Last year, he ran for president of the United States. At every turn, Eric Swalwell has remained a reliable source of Chinese government propaganda. He has remained a reliable source, and isn't that true? Keep in mind, he currently sits on the House Intelligence Committee, And while this um, Chinese 
spy was courting in going around getting influence into these politicians, becoming sexually involved with them. It makes you wonder what kind of decisions were made or influenced. Keep in mind, she also fundraised and got money for Eric Swalwell, which Tucker Carlson also wonders, is it possible that some of this money used in his fundraising came from the Chinese government? In March, Swalwell told the rest of us that we are racist if we describe where the coronavirus came from originally. He said this on Twitter, quote, when lawmakers refer to COVID-19 as a Chinese virus, they're not only misleading the public about a disease with confirmed cases in over 100 countries, they are stoking racism and xenophobia in our communities. Diseases don't have an ethnicity, period. So if you're bored sometime, take those words and type them into Google, and you will find analogs almost precisely to the word in Chinese state media. That's what he was repeating. If you ask Eric Swalwell, blaming the Chinese government for the coronavirus was a mistake. The right reproach is to defer to the Chinese government as much as you possibly can. In 2017, Swalwell expressed outrage that the Trump administration was taking too tough a position with China's ally, North Korea. He wrote this, quote, the president's reckless and inconsistent North Korea strategy risks American lives. Instead, Swalwell demanded, Trump must, quote, talk to experts, allies, and China. Swalwell had been saying similar things for years. In 2013, for example, he demanded that we, quote, engage China and Russia to keep Iran nuclear free. Do you notice a pattern here? Of course you do. He's got an awful lot of ties when it comes to not only the propaganda being pushed out by China, somehow he's mimicking that very same thing. It makes you wonder why and what other benefits may he be receiving if there was fundraising coming in from a Chinese spy that was investigated and then fled the country. Um, did he know where this money was coming from? Is it weird that a college student was able to raise that much money for his campaigning? And if that's the case, was he in debt? Is there a, a certain amount of influence that would come with that? And then he's not when I look at uh, him and the things that he said through the last couple of years, he is one of those sleazy politicians that did everything he could to get in front of it. And basically what Tucker Carlson points out, which is accurate, it's the whole he who smelt it dealt it in pun intended because he was also the politician known for launching a loud fart on an interview when he was sitting in uh, Congress or whatever. He's like talking on was it MSNBC launched one and it was so loud it echoed in the entire hall. And then, of course, he denied it. But what they mention is those that are just so in front of things with no evidence being as loud as they can. What he was doing to Donald Trump when it comes to the whole Russian thing that was disproven, he at the very same time was under that influence of China. How ironic or is it? <laughs> it's he who smelt it, dealt it type of philosophy going on. So I think that uh, he would probably yearn for the days he can go back to just being remembered as the guy that farted loudly on a national interview with the news network. Josh Hawley, our senator here in Missouri, was also on to discuss this and just how disturbing it is that he sits on a House Intelligence Committee when he could have been funneling, and who knows if he did, to this uh, Chinese national that was a spy. Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable, Tucker. And these revelations really ought to be a shock and a wake-up call to everybody in Washington. But I could tell you, I bet they won't be. Because we've seen the Washington politicians and the D.C. establishment look the other way with China for years and years now. And it's not as if they haven't known. It's not as if they haven't known that the Chinese had an active espionage effort against elected officials and other targets. It isn't as if they haven't known 
that China was trying to use tech, for instance, our tech companies to spy on Americans, trying to leverage that information against us. It's not as if they haven't known that the trade policies and other economic policies that we pursue with China have been ruinous for American workers. They've known all of that. They just don't care. D.C. doesn't care, and they still don't care. There it is. And Josh Hawley, our senator in Missouri, going on the offense, which he should, and I'm glad that he is because this is ridiculous. He should not be on that committee. In fact, who knows? He shouldn't even be serving in Congress knowing that he may have contributed to giving out sensitive American intel to a foreign country. All right. When we come back, one other uh, segment here before we go, and I do want to play Kevin Clean's whole other story. He had an opportunity to look at Charlie Brennan's new book. And by the way, we're Char- where Charlie's going to uh, join the show tomorrow to talk about some of the things that he's doing, which is pretty cool. This is Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael's Flooring Outlet.com on KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Here we are for one more segment. And yeah, this was a fun last hour. It always goes into directions that I'm not exactly sure. Um, one person texted in, Ben Franklin, Five and Dime, South Grand Avenue next to Sears. Huh, Sticks Bear in Fuller Department Store downtown. All kinds of great memories I'm sure people have of going to it. I just don't remember those because, number one, a lot of those were exclusive to at least this area. I don't have a central hardware where I lived. But then again, I do remember going to hardware stores. I love the smell of a hardware store. I don't know about you, but just walking in, the smell of sawdust, wood floors, whatever it is, you get down to that wood aisle. I love sawdust just in general. I don't know why. It, it doesn't it just smell great? I can't be the only one that likes that. There's probably a whole segment we can do in the future. Weird smells that we enjoy. This, I think everyone kind of has them. But thanks for all the interactions of uh, uh, all the listeners and everyone that called in today. I love the text messages. All kinds of great memories on this. Yeah, one day we'll do that. You know, tomorrow, Charlie Brennan's going to join us. And Charlie is someone you listen to here on KMOX. I hope you get to listen to him during the day. He has another effort, and it's a well-worthwhile effort. You probably heard he is going to have a week of hope in order to celebrate helping the uh, benefit SSM Health Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. So you heard the commercial that we aired during the last commercial break right there. The Tree of Hope end-of-year campaign funds programs that helps for kids' recoveries inside of hospitals. Donations, they're looking for them. And you'll make a difference by helping. And Charlie Brennan's going to come on tomorrow and just really talk about that campaign and how he wants to help that. And really, this is the time of year to try to pick these sort of things up. Now, Charlie has been very busy. He just published a book. We all love Charlie Brennan's show uh, during the day. And Kevin Clean had a chance to do a whole nother story with Charlie. This book is it's 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 like deep fried Twinkies. It's got so much in it there's so much going on what's the basic concept it's kind of like a ripley's believe it or not for st louis i've been collecting strange stories incredible stories hard to believe stories and then some inspiring stories in a folder and during the uh, pandemic i just brought them out and turned it into this book the book only in st louis is illustrated by brennan's daughter lindley who got pulled into the project I don't know. He came up with this idea and he asked me to just start doodling. And I guess it kind of turned into me being in the book. So that was kind of exciting. The book is a parade of short, smart, funny stories that end with a twist like the one about Ed McMahon coming to St. Louis. The head of Darcy was James Bush Orthwine. And after a dinner in downtown St. Louis, 
McMahon, who was the voice of uh, Budweiser at the time, said, let's go back to the Orthwine house. We'll have a nightcap. Ed McMahon and his driver were the first to arrive. They let themselves in. He poured himself a drink, turned on the stereo, sat on a, a couch and put his feet up. And then a woman in a nightgown came to the steps and she says, what are you doing in my house? He goes, oh, you're Mrs. Orthwine? She goes, no, I'm Mrs. Griesedick. He had gone into the wrong home. The Griesedicks owned Falstaff. Lindley says one of her favorite stories in the book is about how the first man to ever fly solo across the Atlantic didn't do that well in school. No, yes, he did not do well in college and ended up dropping out. So, You find that encouraging in your own academic career? <laughs> I find that if I do end up dropping out of college, there will be airplanes to fly. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Well... It is true. A lot of people did not succeed. They were young. Lindbergh dropped out of college. He was he actually was he flunked out. When you have an author in the family and an illustrator, there's there's this pressure, this deadline hanging over everything. I thought the deadline would be Memorial Day, but I guess I confused Memorial Day with Labor Day. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a three day weekend. Only in St. Louis, inspiring tales like Ripley's Believe It or Not. And Lindley, we'll let you have the last word. Pick it up today. She meant to say buy in bulk. Charlie's son, Charlie, also worked on the book, compiling the footnotes. This will be the book that Lindley and Charlie will show their own kids someday and say, hey, your grandpa and I, we worked on this together. With a whole nother story, I'm Kevin Killeen. Oh, that's kind of a cool way to look at it. One day to say, hey, your grandpa and I worked on this together. I still do that show, The Business of Family Business, weekends on KMOX, normally Saturdays at 2, depending on... If there's any other conflict, you know, Billiken basketball just started to pick up. So every once in a while, like this weekend, we'll have one. But let me just say, uh, you hear those stories about, I used to work on this with your grandpa. Your grandpa founded it and I was a kid, but, you know, he taught me everything I know. I love those type of stories. And what a great way to look at this book. Hey, I worked on this with your grandpa. You'll be able to pass down, down and talk about future generations if they even uh, appreciate that sort of thing. Who knows? Maybe one day they will. Well, that will do it for us on Overnight America. The replay hours will be coming up next up until 2 a.m., and I think you will enjoy those. We'll check in with Tom Sullivan and some of the issues in the county that have been brought up. We'll talk what I think is uh, the fraud, Northern Light News. I guess tomorrow's another day. I haven't seen them yet. And uh, we'll also talk about YouTube and some tech companies, things like that. The podcast is Overnight America. Search for it, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. Bye. My heart beats with the lonely rain face again change the dial on the radio find something playing kind of bluesy and slow if things were only like they used to be we'd be lying in love tonight i wish you'd call me
the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 